this September the 1st picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. And we're brought to you by our College Football Bankroll Challenge up to $3,000 up for grabs. Get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash bankroll. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is August the 31st. It's Thursday. August the 31st, and we have a full slate of action, plus one bonus game. Uh, for Friday, the 1st of September, we are into September. Uh, the countdown is very much on. Joining me, first of all, uh, with his very busy desk, is Mr. Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, how are you doing? How's it going, Mal? Good to be with you guys. Uh, a little day baseball we got through there, fading the Yankees, Tigers on a walk-off <laughs> air. But uh, love to see it. But yeah, big card. We got 16 games on the slate for tomorrow. Yeah, well, Scott needled me about Newcastle the other night, so I was going to try and get my own back with the Yankees. But actually, I don't think he, um, he's so down on them. I don't think I could affect uh, Scott's mood by talking about the Yankees. Uh, Scott, did you watch that Yankees game today? No, I had the first five under, so that worked out well for me. Yeah. That's all I had. Um, yeah, I, I watched, I listened to a bit, and I watched a bit, and we'll come to that uh, when we handicap the Yankees in a little while because honest to God, it's a right old mess. It's been a really weird day. Um, I've been off the show for two days, so I don't know if either of you have been on and discussed this crazy old waiver situation. Um, the LA Angels decided to waive all of their players, um, <laughs> many of whom they only just signed at the trade deadline. And then today, the state of Ohio decided that they would collect them all. Cleveland, having done nothing, um, at the trade deadline to try and win. Today, decided they're quite fancy winning. Um, I mean, that's completely baffled me. Um, Scott, shed some light on that, man. What's going on? Uh, Cleveland, you never know what they're doing in Cleveland. They know they can't get free agents. They're trying to get people the the uh, other way. But I was impressed by what Cincinnati did. I mean, I know Bader as a Yankee was hit or miss, but they're still in the playoff hunt. They're one game behind, and they got a rental who they basically did, you know, didn't have to do much to get him. So I like what Cincinnati did. Bader, no matter how bad he was at the plate, still a very good defensive center fielder. So that might help out the, uh, you know, just fielding in general, got a good arm. But Cleveland, I have no idea. I mean, they punted on the season. Then they just got people in waivers. I don't know what the thought process is for them because they're not competing for anything. But I guess if you want to get more people in the building and try to retool somewhat for next year, have fun. But I like what Cincinnati did. Cleveland, I'm indifferent yeah. for. Fair enough. Um, 
I've been in the chat trying to reply to some of the messages, Trev and Ryan, etc. But my computer won't let me. I keep getting a little error message, so I'm not ignoring yeah, everyone. Now, same, same thing. I I tried oh, to okay. put the force emoji with the tree, but uh, yeah, it says an error occurred. That's probably it. And too much forest chats broken the chat. Oh, uh, yeah. The chat. Hey. Oh, that's okay. Then it's not just me. I was going to shout the uh, IT department to come and fix it, but if it's happening, everyone. Uh, so yeah, Trev's here. Who else is here? Ryan. As well, so good evening, everybody. King Tut, um, pointing out that the Reds picked up Renfro as well as um, Harrison Bader today. So yeah, funny old business. Um, but yeah, we can we can touch on those teams as we head past them. Um, we start with a double header tomorrow. Um, I've got pictures for the first game. I've got nothing for the second game. We'll tackle both games at the same time, actually. Um, so first up is it's a makeup game from the fifth of April, uh, the first week of the season. Uh, the Chicago Cubs at the Cincinnati Reds. We have Jordan Wicks, a left-handed pitcher, going for the Cubs, and we have Graham Ashcraft, my guy, going for the Cincinnati Reds. It's tight on the boots. Minus one hundred six Chicago. Uh, minus one ten Cincinnati with a total of nine and a half. So Jordan Wicks, we saw uh, last week for the first time. Um, Prospect for the Cubs, one and zero with a one eighty ERA after that. Um, after that debut, struck out nine, um, and also retired fifteen consecutive batters, which is a pretty impressive debut. Um, he got a really wicked change. He managed to get nine whiffs on twelve swings with his changeup, uh, and he looked really, really good. Uh, Graham Ashcraft. Seven and eight with a four twenty three on the year, but as we know, it's kind of season split into three parts, um, and it's the recent one that we're interested in because that's been by far the best example of his uh, of his body of work. He's one and one recently, his last five with a three or three ERA. You're getting six or seven innings. He's going for two or three runs. This is a really even matchup. Um, the Cubs are the slightly better team, I would say. Although, as we've just mentioned, Cincinnati are. Um, addressing stuff already. Um, this just looks like a good duel. It looks like a good pitching duel. Really interesting to see how Wicks goes. Um, don't see why he can't go well again. Um, and have to back Ashcraft because he's done nothing but um, give us good results whenever we have. I'm going to take it first five under uh, would be my reading here, Scott. Yeah, that was my exact play. I had the first five under. The Reds' bullpen I still can't trust. It's been a little bit better lately, but still not ideal. Cubs had a nice series win against the Brewers, which they needed, so definitely a nice job by them. I do think, once again, with the Cubs pitching performances lately and Wicks, who came out of nowhere to be really, really good in the middle of a playoff push, I'll take the first five under. I don't trust the full game, but the first five, Ashcraft's been solid ever since he came back off the IL. I know Malcolm and I were pretty high on him off the IL, and he's done nothing but prove us right. But Wicks has been good, too. I'll go with the first five under with you. Okay. So, a uh, cool sign there. Scott, D-Rock, what you got? Uh, I do have two pitchers going in the second game. It's uh, Ben Lively and Shane Green for the Cubs. Oh, Lively's back? I didn't yeah. realize. Okay, cool. So, the way I handicap both of these games, I'm going to take the Reds in both of these. I got minus 102 in the first one. Minus, uh, I made him a minus 135 with Ashcraft on the mound. Then I got even money with Ben Lively. You know, I, I know the Cubs have been the better team. They're the more consistent team. But I just trust Ashcraft in this pitching rotation a little more than I do Jordan Wicks and Shane Green. Uh, both of these pitchers, they don't really have too much sample size to go on. Green, he's more of a relief guy. And Wicks, he had one really good start, but it was against the Pirates, so I don't really know how much 
you can take out of that. So I need a little more sample size and consistency before I start to back these pitchers on the road. So I know what I'm going to get from uh, Graham Ashcraft, who he does actually have a win against his Cubs team. And, you know, Lively, I think he's looking for a little revenge after he got 13 runs hit off of him in his last start against the Cubs. Uh, So He's definitely going to want to get that game back. I'm going to take a shot with the Reds here. I definitely like him in the first game with Ashcraft. And if Ben Lively's going against Shane uh, Green, I, I'll take a flyer on the Reds as well. I had nothing at all for the second game. I hadn't seen. I actually saw um, Kennedy um, slated for Cincinnati. So I've just put a line through that as it stands. Scott, do you have anything for that game too? I don't really have anything there. I think you're probably looking at a split in these two games, but once again, my main play in the first one's going to be the under. I maybe wouldn't mind the over in the second game because I still don't like the pitching options. You just mentioned a couple of pitchers. I'm not sold in any of them for the second game. So I'd probably look for the first five under in the first one and the over in the second one. Okay, we move on. Uh, Moonaf, the buffoon, is trying to niggle me in the chat. Uh, he's just displaying his ignorance, quite frankly. Um, luckily, the chat box is broken, Moonaf, so I can't get back into you. Uh, so I'll ignore that. Aiden, good evening. How are you? Um, the college football bankroll challenge. I started this last year. It was absolutely terrible at it, but I'm going to have another go. Uh, college football is back. And to celebrate, SGPN is giving away a bunch of cash in our college football bankroll challenge. It's free to enter, which is why I play. Season-long contest, $1,000 to first, $500 to second. But the prize is doubled to two grand and a grand if you're a Patreon for the college football season. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link in the app. Um, for the college football fans as well, DraftKings have got you sorted for week one. Um, DraftKings Sports, who cooking you up with a can't miss offer to start the season. New customers bet $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a look is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, life's more fun when you're on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Um, I was not expecting whatever just happened on the screen there. That was new. Uh, it's nice to get these new things. There was a little DraftKings message popped up then. Freaked me out a little bit. Um, anyway... We're going to go on to... Who's laughing? Dylan. Shut you're up, just, Dylan. You're just hilarious. What? Unintentionally. Um, which is the key. 7.05 Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. We have Yuri Perez for Miami. We have Jake Irvin. Um, there's two Irvins going tonight. You've got to keep your Irvin separate. This one's Jake going for Washington. Miami a minus 162, Washington a plus 140, total is eight and a half, and Scott has this under control. Yeah, so for this one, even though Washington's been very good lately, I do think I have to take Miami first five on the run line, minus half a run. Perez has been really good. He got shelled by the Yankees of all teams, uh, gave up four runs in four innings, but every other start has been solid recently. Last two starts, 12 innings, no your earned runs faced off against Washington last start six innings one run so once again it was not earned but he pitched well 
I'm not a Jake Irvin guy, just simply put. I know his numbers got better as the season went on, but I still don't think he's the greatest pitcher in the world by any means. Looking at his recent performances, though, he has been pretty good lately. So I think I am also gravitating towards the first five under, but I like Perez more than Irvin, so I'd probably take the Marlins' first five. Okay, Marlins' first five for Scott Dillon. Yeah, give me the home puppy. I'm going to take the Nationals here, plus 145. I only made the Marlins a minus 135 favorite. You know, if we continue to get these insane prices with the Nationals, I I feel like we got to continue to back them. Nationals, 17 and 10 in the month of August. While Fish, they can't buy a win right now. It's 9 and 17 straight up in the month of August. And Yuri Perez has put together back-to-back solid starts, but... It honestly really didn't matter because the Marlins still managed to lose both of those games. I, I can't back the Marlins just because I can't trust their offense. If they don't score four or more runs, they're not going to win this game because we know the Nationals are going to put up some runs. They answer the question is can the can the Marlins answer every time the uh, Nationals score? I I don't think they'll be able to. So give me the Nationals here at home. I think they're the better team right now. The Nationals have been very good to us recently. Um, Perez has pitched two absolute beauties and. The one on the road um, at the Dodgers really catches the eye. But Jake Irvin's been really good as well. This has just got the look of a low-scoring game about it, really. Um, Miami are quite underwhelming. Washington can put back the ball occasionally. Um, but I've just got somebody winning this game 4-2. to two. The eight and a half's too high, I think, um, by, by a couple of runs, actually. So, yeah, I'm happy to take the under. Um, Matthew uh, is in the chat. Uh, good evening, Matthew. Thank you for joining us. Um, 7-10 Eastern first pitch. We'll go to the Seattle Mariners at the New York Mets. Seattle officially TBD, but I think it's Logan Gilbert who will be back. He's, uh, yeah. he, did he go to 70 IL? He's, I think he's had the shits, basically. Um, nothing severe with him. So if he's uh, if he's firmed up a bit, he'll be back on the mound tomorrow. And Kodai Senga will go for the New York Mets. It is minus 166 for Seattle with plus 140 on the Mets and a total of nine for Dylan. Yeah, this line is ridiculous. Give me the Mets uh, at on the money line, plus 140. I only made the Mariners a minus 120 favorite. Getting a plus 140 with Kodai Senga at home, I mean, I, I feel like you just got to take the Mets. Mariners, obviously the much better team, but Senga at home, 264 ERA. Batters are only hitting 184 off of him in Queens. Strikeouts have been high as well at home. Uh, his last three starts in August have been really good. I I got to back the Mets here. I know we usually make fun of the Mets and we don't like to back them, but Kodai Sanga has been really good at home. And I like Logan Gilbert. He's been great for the Mariners this season, but he does give up a little more uh, hard contact and runs at, on the road than at home. And I know the Mets have been unbackable this season, like I said, but Sanga has just been one of those pitchers you can trust at home. So another home puppy plus 140 with the Mets. Yeah, well, I'll jump in there because I had the same pick, Dylan. I got the Mets at plus 140. Um, Senga's hard to beat um, at City Field. The Mets are still over 500 at home. Um, we've talked about Gilbert a lot over the last two or three weeks. I'm still throwing up those uh, historical uh, walk to strikeout numbers. But I just saw behind Senga, the Mets are evaluated. They're, they're, they're sticking in. They haven't completely and utterly checked out the Mets. They kind of win one, lose one at the moment. Um, and this is a better spot for them. And they're a nice price at home. So, yeah, I'll take the Mets. Um, Scott. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there's value on the money line. I do like the strikeout props for both pitchers here. Uh, Gilbert has been pretty steady with the strikeout. Sanga against this offense. The Mariners might be really good at the moment. They still strike out a ton. 
And Senga yeah. had 10 strikeouts last game. I think he might be in line once again for an eight or a nine strikeout performance. So I am looking at the over for the strikeouts on both pitchers. Uh, Matthew's talking to me in the chat. Just um, if you didn't hear earlier on, Matthew, the, we can't type in the chat for some reason. Our chat box is broken, so I'm not ignoring you. Um, I don't know if the congratulations, are you possibly talking about the Champions League draw? In uh, which case, yeah, I'm really happy about that. It's going to be lots of fun. If you're talking about something else and I'm going to be a dad or something, um, explain to me more fully because I don't know what you're on about. Uh, 7-10, Eastern first pitch, the Tampa Bay Rays at the Cleveland Guardians. We have Tyler Glasnow for Tampa Bay and Cal Quantrill for Cleveland. Minus 170. Cal Quantrill still alive? I haven't heard it's that in months. It's hard to tell, look at some of his numbers. Um, Minus 175, the Rays, plus 152. Uh, The Guardians, total is seven and a half. Uh, Glasnow, seven and four, three, 12 ERA. Has a bad start at the Angels, um, which mucks up his recent line. But he's really easy to trust apart from that. Um, Four of uh, his last five, they've covered really easily. They've covered the run line as well. Um, so that that bad start is the is the outlier, and Cal Quantrill is the exact opposite. Um, two and six with the six forty five ERA. The last four times we saw him, Cleveland lost by seven, nine, three in the six. Um, they are still three games under five hundred at home. There's just nothing to recommend them. Quantrill, they might have taken him away and fixed him and brought him back, but I doubt it. So Tampa Bay on the run line is even money. Um, they keep beating teams behind glass now. Um, and Quantrill keeps losing by a load. It's dead easy. Uh, Dylan, Tampa Bay, even money on the run line, please. Yeah, I'm actually going to lean over in this game. Seven and a half seems a little low. I made my total 8.4. Since coming back from the injured list, uh, Tyler Glassow has been involved in some very high-scoring games. 7-6, 10-2 were the final scores in his last two starts on the road. And like you mentioned, this is going to be Cal's Quantrill's first start since July 5th where he got smoked against the Braves. Usually, I like to fade guys coming back off the IL. Even before his injury, Cal Quantrill wasn't having a good year at all. I, I don't think this is a good spot for him at all to return against a race team that has been on fire lately, seven and three towards the over in their last 10 games. While guardians, they've been in some overs as well, six and four toward the over in their last 10. So seven and a half seems a little short. Give me the over. I think Cal Quancho gets rocked. Scott, you there. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tampa right. on the run line there as well, but I am also going to throw in Tampa team total over. I think whatever number this is, maybe first five team total over. I do agree with Dylan in general that this number does feel a bit short, but I'm going to use it to my advantage. I just think that Quantrill's a really bad pitcher, and the Rays should tee off against him. Glass now has not been as sharp since coming off the IL, but he's still been fine, so I do trust Tampa in the spot. But I do like the Rays team total over in a sole fade of Quantrill also taking Glass now out of the equation. 805 Eastern first pitch. The Minnesota Twins go to the Texas Rangers. Joe Ryan draws the start for Minnesota, and it will be Mad Max Scherzer on the bump for Texas, who are a minus 148 favorite with the Twins plus 128 and a total eight and a half. Scott. So the Twins are not a good road team, and the Rangers are a good home team. But to be fully honest with you, I I just can't take Texas. I I just can't do it. Uh, This team is in such bad form. It's not the same exact situation as the Marlins, but it's close to it based on recent form. They don't win games. In fact, they're in third place. Chapman can't get an out in the 10th inning. They strand the bases loaded with no outs. Jen, Jenkowski ducks while running to first base. 
and gives up a double play to end the inning. And then on top of that, Chapman walks a guy and hits a guy. And that's how they lose. So I can't trust Texas. The team is just in bad form. They're falling apart at the seams. I'll lean to Minnesota. They're not a good road team. I'm aware of it, but I want nothing to do with Texas laying 150. That I can't do. I'm going to lean to the Twins. Okay, Dylan. Yeah, Scott makes a good point. It's hard to lay that that amount of juice with a team that's been very inconsistent uh, this month, but they've been I consistent. Got the, they've just been bad. They've just been bad. I was trying to be nice, uh, but yeah, I got them at a minus one forty-five. I made them a minus one eighty, but you know the Rangers—they've wow. been dying to come home after this long road trip. You know they played the Twins last week. They lost three or four to them. Revenge factor may be a thing. You know, they did just take two or three from the Mets. I saw Rodas Chapman. He gave up a, a bomb to Mark Verantos. Uh, that was nice to see. But other than that, I, I think the Rangers are going to want to win this series, especially since first place is still up for grabs. They have something to play for. And like you mentioned, Twins are not the best road team. So I, I didn't bet anything, but a small, small lean to the Rangers. Um, I've got a bit wild on the Rangers here. You two have... Uh... If tempered me ever so slightly. Um, Ryan pitched okay against Texas last time out. Um, but I really got no interest in back in Minnesota. Um, the odd series against one of the central opposition uh, from either league. But apart from that, I'm not really interested. I'm taking Texas on the run line. I just think Scherzer can completely shut them down, in which case Texas might just uh, have enough three or four runs might do them here. Um, so yeah, the, the run line is plus one thirty six. It's a it's a pick of Scherzer and hope, like Dylan says, Texas getting back home uh, can get them right. But I, I'm not interested in Minnesota. Um, I think if Texas win, they might just wake up. I don't think they'll scratch one out. They'll either get beat or they might just start putting up ten runs again, like they were doing regularly earlier in the season. Texas on the run line uh, plus one thirty six. Eight ten Eastern first pitch. The Boston Red Sox at the Kansas City Royals. Left-handed pitcher James Paxton for Boston. And for Kansas City, it's Jordan Lyles, Dave Munaf's favourite. Uh, minus 192 for Boston, plus 168 for Kansas City. Total is nine and a half, Dylan. Yeah, I like the over in this game. Over nine and a half at even money sounds really good to me. I made my total a solid 10. The over has been a cash cow for the Red Sox recently. Nine and one towards the over in their last 10. And it, and it's not so much that I trust the Royals to help score some runs. It's more that I trust the Red Sox to score a bunch of runs in this game. Royals don't have the best starter, we all know, with Jordan Lyles, or they don't have a good bullpen either. Royals have given up 33 runs in the past five games, and I don't think I need to say much about Jordan Lyles. He's given up four more runs in every start in the month of August. He's been a complete fade this whole year. Now the other side, James Paxton, he hasn't looked the best in his last two starts, so he's prone to give up a few runs as well. I think we see a lot of runs tomorrow, so at even money, I like the over. Um, same bet, yeah, I'll jump in again. Um, Paxton's been letting us down, or letting me down uh, kind of recently, um, but We'll use that to, to our advantage tomorrow. And Jordan Lyles will give up a load. Uh, Boston win this 11-7 to 7 is the final outcome. And that's way over nine and a half. So that's my pick, um, Scott. Yeah, I agree. I think when you're looking at this overall matchup, Lyles is 3-15. and 15. We know that they give up a bunch of runs and the Royals are a bad team. Offensively, the Royals aren't good with the exception of Bobby Witt Jr., who's really, really good. But Boston's been involved in a bunch of shootouts for the last two weeks. And it seems like every game they play has about 10-plus runs in it. 
And as a result, I think this number is too short. But if you see a team that's constantly involved in very, very high-scoring games, I mean, to read off the numbers here, 11, 8, 18, 11, 13, 11, 18, 12, 10, 13, 11. There's a bunch of high-scoring games with the Red Sox involved. I'll be on the over, too. Okay, team right. We've had a couple of them uh, so far tonight. Uh, we will crack on with the second half of the card. Um, I need to tell you about some stuff first, though. Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Um, August is almost over. O- August will be over in yeah, 89 minutes, in fact, for me. Um, so, football time. Um, draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. You can get championship ready for your home league by drafting best balls. Uh, live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Set it and forget it. Underdog, do all the heavy lifting for you. Um, Best Ball Mania tournament. It's got $15 million in total prizes uh, and a bonkers $3 million going to the winner. Um, So, yeah, do you have what it takes to win it all? Visit underdogfantasy.com, find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. If you're concerned with your player, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That... Slides just freaked me out for the twice twice in one night. I'm a proper old man. Um, the SJP Patreon is a fun place to get involved in stuff like the NFL Win Totals Contest. Got a $1,000 first place prize. Um, we have the weekly Patreon Pick'em. Uh, it's got week one college football picks there. The prize is a cornhole board. Uh, perfect for any college football tailgate. Um, and it's just a great way to support our network, really, and everything that we do. Um, get involved in all of that at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay. Who keeps pressing? Is it you pressing those buttons, Scott? I'm not doing no, anything. No, no it's, it's all me. Done. I didn't do anything. It's you. Yeah, it's the new overlays. Moonoff told me I got to do it. I'm, hey, I'm just That's- following orders. I've got no problem with it. I just didn't know it was some sort of witchcraft or David Blaine shit. If I didn't know if I was doing it with my mind. Um, but it turns out I'm not. you're doing it with your finger. 8-10 Eastern first pitch is the Detroit Tigers at the Chicago White Sox. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, left-handed pitcher for Detroit. And Tuki Toussaint for the Chicago White Sox. Minus 125 the Tigers, plus 112 the White Sox. Total is eight and a half. Erod nine and seven on the year, three twenty-one ERA. Um, he's got two bad stat lines in his last three. He's still pitching well enough, really. Um, he kind of keeps Detroit competitive. That's kind of their buzzword. That's what they did tonight. Uh, Detroit against the Yankees kept competitive and got it done in extras. Uh, Tuki son two and six on the year, four eighty-five ERA. And myself, and particularly Lonte. I've been waiting for him to have a good start. We knew we had it in him. And I did say down the stretch, I'd be looking to make some money on Tucson. And he, he did it last time. Um, pitched five innings, scoreless. Only gave up two hits. It was against Oakland. However, I will caveat that. Uh, Scott likes to point out it's my, the, the double A lineup. Um, Detroit, before tonight, had lost five in a row. Um, the White Sox hit lefties a little bit better. Bit of a travel spot for Detroit. I'm going to give the White Sox a chance here. Um, I don't know if the anyone should be home underdogs against the Tigers. Um, yeah, Chicago White Sox plus 112 uh, will be my pick, Scott. So I'm going to go with the first five under in this one uh, just because I don't trust either offense to do anything. I am going to lean to Detroit Moneyline, though. 
because even though Detroit's bullpen is not great, it's still better than Chicago's. And you mentioned that Tucson pitched well in five innings. The problem is he only went five innings, and I've seen enough implosions from the Chicago bullpen to know not to back him in nine innings. So I'm not going to bother. I will lean to Detroit full game. I think that this is going to be a close game, and I'll wait for any of Chicago's relievers to blow it. But I am going to go with the first five under as well. I think Tucson's fine. I think Rodriguez is good. You're looking at two offenses that aren't exactly in great form, and they haven't been all season long. I'll take the first five under. Uh, Dylan? Yeah, I agree with Scott. I took the Tigers here. I got them at a minus 108. Even at a minus 125, I'm seeing right now, I do think that's a good price. Uh, My numbers made them a minus 150 favorite. You know, both teams have been really bad, but I do think the Tigers have been a little more competitive recently. And one rule I just try to follow, I just have to continue to fade the White Sox for the rest of the season. I think the Tigers do have the pitching advantage with Erod. I know he's struggling in his last start against the Astros, but outside of that one and the one against the Red Sox, I think he's been all right, especially especially in his one start against the White Sox where they won. And and Tucson, he's just been awful in the month of August for the White Sox. Maybe you want to back Tigers first five and eliminate the bullpens because we did just see the bullpens blow the three-run lead in the ninth. But, uh, yeah, I do like the Tigers. I think they're the right side here. 8 Eastern first pitch, the New York Yankees at the Houston Astros. Left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon for the Yankees. And Justin Verlander goes for Houston uh, Houston are minus 210. The Yankees are plus 180. Total is 8.5. Scott, how about those Yankees? I'll take the Astros on the run line. The Yankees can't beat Verlander. <laughs> I've said it all year. They did beat him this last time because I think Houston only had one hit entering the ninth inning. Uh, but Verlander was fine. He didn't even look that sharp initially. The Yankees just couldn't do anything. And they never do anything against Verlander. So... I'm not going to overthink it. Rodon's been better lately, but I still think against Houston, he might get shelled. He actually got injured in in the game against Houston earlier this year after he already got buried for the first three, four innings. Give me Houston run line here. Uh, The Yankees have nothing to play for. The Astros, of course, competing for first place. But I've made a lot of money backing Verlander against the Yankees blindly for the last like four or five years. I'm not going to switch it up now. Give me Verlander on the run line. Okay, Dylan. Yeah, I, I do like, especially since you're getting plus money with the Astros on the run line, even money. I'm seeing plus 105s out there, but I do like the over, uh, over eight and a half. My total came out to a 9.1. I just worry about the Yankees offense helping out. It, it took the Yankees nine innings to score against the Tigers. And when they do score runs, they, they barely score over four runs. But this Astro team, on the other hand, they've been an over machine, eight and two towards the over their last 10 games. And it seems like the bats really woke up for them. Astros are averaging 10.4 runs per game this past week. Hopefully they can get over this number themselves. We, and we don't need the help from the Yankees. But Verlander, he's only made five starts for the Astros this season. Four of the five games have gone way over this total. So I don't see the bats cooling down uh, anytime soon for the Astros. I, like, I agree with Scott. I like him on the run line, and I also like the over. I mean, yeah, I checked in on the Yankees tonight due to a lack of alternatives and I mean, almost immediately, I put the radio, I got in the bath, as per usual, and put the radio caller. First thing that happened was Volpe got picked off at second base. He was um, dancing around. Just arsing around. And then they get a, Detroit have some base runners. I think Torres butchers the ball. They didn't get the lead runner. That leads to a run scoring. Um, they somehow, they play a get out of jail free card, hit a three run homer in the top of the ninth. It was Volpe. And then, yeah, 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 <laughs> Volpe again. Um, and then a walk-off error. Um, 
which may be a slightly contentious call. But, I mean, they've tried to clean out a little bit. They obviously cut Donaldson, they waved Bader. Aaron Judge was batting five tonight. Has that been happening regularly? Is that a new thing? I think they're just messing with the lineups at this point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, They're certainly not doing anything that makes you want to put any money on them. Um, Rudon has had back-to-back good starts. However, I thought even if the Yankees score a couple, Houston are flexing at the moment. Um, the Nathan's in the chat, they, he, he likes Houston. They've been raking against left-handed pitching. Um, I just think Houston can flex on them. Even money on the run line um, will be my pick. Next, we go to a... It's another 8-10 Eastern first pitch. This is the Philadelphia Phillies and the Milwaukee Brewers. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies and Freddie Peralta for the Brewers. Minus 120, Philly, plus 105, the Brewers. Total is low, 7.5, Dylan. Yeah, give me another home puppy. Uh, I got the Brewers at a plus 114. I actually have the line flipped. I made the Brewers a minus 120 favor. Brewers, they seem to cool down just a tad. They've lost two straight, but those losses have both come by one run. Still 8-2 and two in their last 10. And they have a great home record, 38-27 and 27 at home, while Phillies, as usual, just a 500 team on the road, 33-33 and 33 straight up. Uh, Wheeler and the Phillies, they've lost three straight, three straight starts of him uh, on the road. And and to be honest, I think Freddie Peralta has actually been a little better what he's done at home this season. Brewers have won his last six starts, three of the six being at home, and he hasn't allowed more than three runs in those six starts. So Freddie Peralta gets over 40% of his outs from ground balls, and if, I, and if he can keep the ball low against this offense, I think he could have some success cooling down this Philly lineup and limiting them. So should be a good game, uh, should be a close one, but I'm going to take the plus price here with the Brew Crew. Okay, uh, Brewers for Dylan. Scott? I'd lean Brewers on the side, but I actually like the over in this game. I know both starting pitchers are fine, but with the amount of home runs Philly hit in the month of August, I can't take an under with this team at 7.5. Like, I just feel like this line is way too low for how potent the offense is. Harper started hitting bombs again. We know Schwarber's the reincarnation of Adam Dunn. Trey Turner remembered how to play baseball. Castellanos hits home runs all the time. The team's just been really good offensively. And they still aren't really that good at pitching because Kimbrell's still pitching in the ninth inning, and we saw them blow the game against the Angels yesterday. Seven and a half for this Phillies team that cannot stop scoring runs. I'm going to lean to the over. The number just feels too low. Yeah, eight home runs in his last 13 games, Bryce Harper. Um, you're absolutely right. What price would you give me, Scott, to, to what at bat um, to strike out Kyle Schwarber? What price would I give you? Do you, yeah. have you, do you have any baseball pitching experience in your past? I can just about reach the plate. Oh. Just about reach? Are there yeah, walks? Yeah. No. There's no walk, so you just no. get to keep going until he makes contact? <laughs> yeah, until yeah. he puts um, it in I'll play. Give you a, I'll, I'll give you a 1,000 to 1. Yeah, I'd strike him out, no problem. It's not one yeah. pitch. You have to get three pitches past him. That's the difference. That's fine. Absolutely fine. You can't put the bat on the ball. I've never seen him hit the ball. I wake up some mornings and the... The machine tells me he's hit a home run, but I've never seen it. I'm not buying it. Um, it's always the first inning. You turn it on the third inning. <laughs> that must be it. Uh, I'll get him later on then. That's what I'll pitch to without the pen. Wheeler's been good lately, um, but Freddie Peralta has been outstanding. Uh, fastball, Freddie is back, Trev pointed. Um, he's won. The, the Brewers have won his last five starts, covered the spread in four of them. Uh, Finley is still just a 500 road team. I'm going to, I'm with Dylan. I take the Brewers. Uh, I had it down at plus 105, but if he tells me there's a Plus 114. I'll take that. 
8.15 Eastern first pitch, the Pittsburgh Pirates at the St. Louis Cardinals. Mitch Keller for Pittsburgh and uh, Dakota Hudson for St. Louis. Plus 102 Pittsburgh, minus 120 St. Louis. You can have an eight or an eight and a half if you want it. Uh, Keller, 11 and eight on the year, 4.01 ERA. Eight scoreless last time out against the Cubs. He's pitching well. Whether or not that will hurt him this time, uh, whether we'll see a little bounce, I don't know. Really good whip as well. Uh, not allowing many ducks on the pond is Keller. Um, Hudson is 5-1 and one on the year with a 4.41 ERA. Five walks last time cost him. They were very much his undoing at Philly. Uh, but he'd been pitching well before that. Um, St. Louis have had two uh, back-to-back walk-offs. Um, Tommy Edmond, I think, has had back-to-back walk-offs off Josh Hader the last two nights. Neither team really a big scorers. I think both pitchers can go okay. The eight and a half uh, was just a hair too big. I thought this was a tricky game. The books are right. It's close. Um, but I'll take the under eight and a half um, here, Dylan. Yeah, ugly game. Uh, but I, I guess, gun to my head, I would lean the Cardinals uh, minus 120 at home. I made them a minus 130 favorite. Maybe they could build off those two uh, walk-off wins against the Padres. You know, Dakota Hudson has been one of their better pitchers, I guess, for the Cardinals since coming back. Cardinals have actually won four of his last five starts in the month of August. But Mitch Keller, he's good. He's just someone I really want to back at home and really not on the road. Pirates have lost six of his last seven starts on the road. And Cardinals team can hit. They've been scoring a little more runs. Uh, I think this is a good spot for them to keep it rolling. Maybe they carry the momentum here at home. So I, I probably won't bet it, but for the show, I will lean the Cardinals. Okie doke, uh, Scott. I'm going to lean to the Pirates here, getting plus money with, in my opinion, the better pitcher. I roasted Keller because he was really bad for a month, but he remembered how to pitch after that. Believe it or not, the Pirates are ahead of the Cardinals in the standings, so you can make the argument that the Pirates are actually the better team, and they're getting plus money with the better pitcher, and they have a better record. Sure, I'll I'll take the Pirates' money line. It feels like the wrong team's favor. Like it. 8.40, 8.40, Eastern first pitch. The Toronto Blue Jays at the Colorado Rockies. Hun Jin Ryu, left-handed pitcher for Toronto. And it is Chris Flexen for Colorado, who are home underdogs at plus 150. Uh, the favourites are the Blue Jays, minus 172. The total is right up there, Scott. It is 12. Uh, it'll be getting all the way up there. It's going to be close. I think I'm going to lean to the under in this one because I just like Ryu. I think Ryu is a good pitcher. But then again, it's in cores. But Colorado can't hit. 12 just feels too high. I know Flexen isn't a good pitcher. And once again, I get that it's an altitude. But I just, once again, can't trust Toronto to do anything on a regular basis. And Flexen's actually been okay recently. He's allowed less than three earned in two straight starts. Gave up four runs against the Dimebacks in six innings. It was actually not that bad in Coors Field. I'm going to lean to the under. I like Ryu, and I don't trust Colorado's offense or Toronto's offense. I'll take the under. Okay, Dylan? Yeah, boring play here for me. Won't win any awards, like you like to say, Mal, but I do like the Blue Jays on the run line, minus 114. I usually don't like to lay juice 
on the run line, but against a Rocky team that just can't buy a win right now. I think the odds are very generous. Rockies one and nine in their last 10, just seven and 20 in the month of August. And four of those seven wins have come on the roads. Only three wins at home this month. They can't win at home. And now they're facing a blue Jays team who they've been crushing the ball. Maybe not winning every game, but their bats have been on fire. Henry Ryu. He hasn't allowed a single uh, run on the road since coming back in August, small sample size, only two starts, but zero runs and four innings on the road is impressive. Blue Jays. They've also won both of those games by two or more runs. So I think the Blue Jays smoke them. I do agree with Scott, though. I think the number is a little too high. Uh, I agree on the under, but I do think the Blue Jays are the right side. <laughs> I'll tell you when the Colorado Rockies can win a game. This one. I'm taking the Rockies here. Wow. Um, the Blue Jays have won reuse last four, but just a couple of key key pointers here. Firstly, I don't think flexing is that bad. And he's pitched okay recently. Um Nathan's pointed out that he, that he pitched well. I even think, it's Scott, you mentioned it was at the D-back game. He did okay. Um, Hunjin Ryu has started six games in Colorado, which is quite a decent sample size. It's not like he's throwing a three innings here. Uh, he's got a 7.09 ERA. He can't pitch there. Um, so the Rockies are going to fill him in, and that's it. <laughs> Dead easy. Colorado, <laughs> plus 150. Um, Captain Zero's here. Hello, Captain. How are you doing? Uh, where are we going next? Put loads of fancy price winners me tonight. 9.40 Eastern first pitches, the Baltimore Orioles at the Arizona Diamondbacks. We have left-handed pitcher. The second, Irvin, it's Cole Irvin, goes for Baltimore and Zach Davies for Arizona. Um, minus 120 for Baltimore and plus 108 for Arizona. Total of nine and a half. Um, this is a bit of a head-scratcher. Um, one and three, Irvin, on the year, 478 ERA. He's doing okay, and the, when he does struggle, the Baltimore bats tend to get him out of um, get him out of a spot. Uh, they get it done for him. Zach Davis is one and five on the year with a six ninety three ERA, and it's just impossible to trust. He gives up home as he gives up walks. Um, the D backs got smashed this week at the Dodgers, but they always do. I think they seven and thirty one or something um, yeah. over the last few years in Arizona. Something with some mad stat. Um, August was their worst month for runs scored by a mile. Uh, they were so they played the same amount of game. I think they played twenty seven games, which is the same amount as all the other full months that they played. Runs was way down. I don't mind even this was a minus one twenty. It's the better team with the better pitcher, and very often that's as far as you have to look. Uh, minus one twenty, a little bit of four to five. I'll take Baltimore Scott. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore, too. Davies was good last time out against the Reds, but he's not a good pitcher. And the fact is, Baltimore's a much better team. Arizona might not recover mentally from the beating they took against the Dodgers. Again, they just can't win any games against the Dodgers. But still, I'm going to go with Baltimore. First-place team with a better pitcher. Very, very a low bar there when I say better pitcher, but Irvin has been better than Davies this season. <laughs> I just don't trust Arizona. And Baltimore, despite missing Batista, still has the better bullpen. So I'll go with the Orioles to get it done. Dylan, team right? 
Yeah, team, right? I'll take the short number with the birds. Uh, I got him at minus 118. I made him a minus 130 favorite. Despite his record, though, I've actually liked what I've seen from Cole Irvin in the month of August. Orioles won five of his last six starts, uh, including five strays. Only allowed more than one run one time this month, and it was his last start against the Rockies. And the Orioles still got the win. Like you said, the, the bats just back him up when even when he shakes up a little bit. But I just trust uh, the Orioles much more than I do Zach Davies, who's looked oh. He's just—he's not a good pitcher, like Scott said. But uh, this Oriole team, like you said, Mal, they're very aggressive. They're at the plate, one of the most aggressive lineups I've seen. So I think this is a bad spot for uh, the Snakes. So give me the Orioles on the money line. Nine forty Eastern first pitch: the LA Angels at the Oakland Athletics. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Sandoval uh, for the Angels, and another lefty JP Sears goes for Oakland. Minus 155 on the Angels, no thanks. Plus 136 for Oakland. Total is set at eight, Dylan. Yeah, give me the total. I'm going to go over seven and a half. I got it. Even at an eight, I still like the over. I made my total 8.3. I think this number is a little short. We've seen seen some of these two teams... uh, Eight and seven, 11 and three, 11 and 10. Defense is not a priority right now for either team right now. And Patrick Sandoval was one of those starters in those shootouts. Actually, both times he's faced A's this season, we've seen extremely high finals 11 and three in his first start and 13 and one in his second. And to be honest, JP Sears at home is not someone I really want to back. He's actually pitched better on the road than at home this season. But the A's have lost his last six starts at home in the month of August. He has over an eight ERA, 22 two runs given up in 24 innings yeah I, I do think this is a good spot for the angels but i don't want to lay that number with them so i don't care who wins just give me some runs i like the over um scott i don't think there's any way you're taking the angels here i'm not i thought about maybe the angels first five because i do think sandoval's in better form than sears is but i think my favorite play in this game is actually going to be a prop i'm gonna take the over and sandoval walks He's walked an entire neighborhood in the last month. Uh, he's walked at least three guys in four of his last five starts. He's walked at least two guys in, what is that, four of five? That's seven of eight. In eight of nine, he's walked two plus guys. So he just can't stop walking people. I'm going to take the over on walks for Sandoval here as a sneaky prop. Um, well, I've bought myself an extra two hours for the month of September because I refuse to handicap the Angels anymore. So sort of three or four minutes a day over the next 30 days, two hours. I'm going to, I might have nine holes of golf. I might go swimming. I might do something with those two hours. I'm going to get back. If the Angels aren't going to take it seriously, I don't know why I should bother handicapping them. Like, um, Oakland plus 136 is my pick. The penultimate game on the card is a 9-4 Eastern first pitch. The San Francisco Giants at the San Diego Padres. TBD for San Francisco, possibly Jacob Junis, Nathan was telling us. Nathan's firing out picks on any sport you can think of in the chat, which I'm a huge fan Let's of. Nathan. <laughs> We've got football. We had uh, some Nebraska earlier on, uh, and he mentioned Jacob Junis about half an hour ago, apropos of nothing, because we hadn't got to the Giants game. So, yeah, keep machine gunning them out, uh, Nathan. I love it. Um, so, yeah, Jacob Junis might be in the opener, piggyback, whatever we call it nowadays for the Giants, and Michael Wacker for the Padres, plus 114, San Francisco, minus 135, San Diego, total of eight, Scott. So I hate both teams of the passion, but I hate the Padres more. I think I'm going to lean to the Padres' first five, though, 
because Walk has been good this season in general, and I still have no idea who's pitching for the Giants three days out of the week. But I do think Walk is solid. He was pretty good against the Giants earlier uh, when he started against them. I think it was back in either July or June, six innings, two runs. But the Padres' first five I'll go with because full game, it's like the same thing as the White Sox. I can't pick him for nine innings when I can't trust the bullpen for the final three or four, and Waka goes no length. It's the same exact thing that I said for the Tucson start. I'll go with the Padres' first five, but I cannot trust this team in a full game. I might have to pivot my pick here. I'll put the Padres down. Um but you're absolutely right, Scott. This is one of those things where I need to learn to be a little bit better and look at these first five angles. Um, because, yeah, I'll say Hayes has blown two saves in the last two nights. San Diego that, loses every one-run game. They can't win in extra innings, but they're usually winning in order to blow it late. So that's kind of why I look at the first five. Yeah, um, yeah I, I've got the Padres is my pick. Um, yeah, I'll pivot. I'll, I'll, I, haven't got the, I haven't got the courage. I'll, I'll follow Scott. I'll take the Padres first five. I have shown growth and development. Dylan, what you got? I'm going to take the over, uh, over eight minus 115. Uh, I made my total 8.4. Michael Waka, he's he's been good at home this season, but ever since coming back, he's been involved in a lot of high-scoring games. Three of his last four games have skied over this total, while the fourth game landed on an eight. So, But regardless, I, I do think we'll see some runs here. We got winds blowing out, which should help us in center field. Plus, we've seen the Padres' bullpen, like Scott said, just blow every lead possible the last two games against the Cardinals of all teams. So I don't trust the Padres at all. Uh, any lead they might have is not safe. So I think we see a 6-4, maybe 7-4 type game, but definitely an over. And by the way, for pitcher, I think it might be Tristan Beck for the um, – for the Giants, but regardless, over. I've heard a lot of great things about him. Never heard of him. So, yeah. you know. We'll see. That's the point how desperate the Giants are, though. They're in the yeah. they're half a game ahead for the final wild card spot, and they're calling up Harrison, who I know was very good last time out, but they're just throwing out names. They just need bodies at this point. 10-10. Uh, Eyeball time first pitch. Yeah, what a good series this is. Um, this is worth watching. All weekend, it's the Atlanta Braves at the LA Dodgers. We have Max Fried, uh, left-handed pitcher for Atlanta. We have Julio Urias, left-handed pitcher for the Dodgers. Minus 122 Atlanta, plus 108 the Dodgers. Total is eight and a half. Dylan, fascinating game. How do you see it? Well, real, one real question for you, Mal. Uh, it'd be around five o'clock when the game starts in the morning for you. You get up and watch it or no? No. Oh, Just wow. he'll wait for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we watch it. Then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take. Give me another home puppy. Uh, give me the Dodgers on the money line. I was able to grab the opening line plus one twenty four, but even at plus one oh eight, which I'm seeing, I think the Dodgers are worth a fly here in this spot. I don't know how many times the Dodgers have been home dogs this season. Can't be a lot, but I, I feel like I got a bite here. Max Fried has been good since coming back, but let's be honest, he hasn't really faced the toughest competition, especially on the road. Uh, this will definitely be his hardest test since coming back. Dodgers, 24-4 and four in the month of August. They just don't lose. Uh, and Urias, he's been great at home this season for the Dodgers. 8-1, 230 ERA. And the last time the Dodgers lost a start for Urias at home, came back in the middle of April. So I, I got to take the plus 108 with the Dodgers. I, I think they're live here at home. Okay, so one vote for the Dodgers, Scott. What you got? 
I think this these two teams are very, very close in power rankings, so I'll take the plus money. I really can't separate these teams at all. I like both starting pitchers. I like both lineups, both bullpens. I think the Braves' bullpen's better, but they can be iffy at times. But plus 108 with the Dodgers, like I, I feel like I kind of have to consider it. Am I going to bet this game? No. Am I going to watch it? Yes. But I feel like it's one of those series where if you just blindly take the underdog in every game, you're probably going to make some money. So I'll lean to the Dodgers plus 108. Yeah, it is fascinating. Um, the, the, I mean, the Braves are on pace for 106 wins. They hit a franchise record in home runs already. What we on August the 31st, 250th home run they hit last night, which is now a franchise record for the entire month of September still to come. A um, little bit of trivia here, uh, shout out. Since July the 27th, um, first in home runs... Uh, leader in home runs and leader in ribbies since July 27. Who's that? Michael. Talk about player or talk about team? Player. Uh, leader in RBIs. Ozuna. Yeah. Is the uh, right Ozuna's a good Dylan. guess because he's been on fire for a month and a half. So it's probably Ozuna. Yeah. And I think he's still batting nine a lot of evenings. He sometimes gets to bat six, but he's batting. Uh, what do I get? Um, you get a pat on the head and a hearty well done. From everyone at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Dylan. Um, my controversial take here was, and I said this earlier on for Baltimore, I'm getting the better team and the better pitcher with Atlanta and Freed. Is that incongruous to say that? I, I think I it's, it's very tight. close. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they're the better overall team, but I don't know if I would say Freed is much better than Urias. Um, I'm taking Atlanta here at minus 122. It was really hard to split. Um, but I just think the Braves are just more trustworthy. But yeah, I mean, sort of game. Have your, have your bet and just watch and enjoy like it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a good series. And I think, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we've done it. We've uh, pretty rapid uh, timing then, uh, boys. That is a good effort. Um, lock and dog. Uh, Dylan, would you like to lead us off? Yeah, I'm going to take the short number from my lock. Uh, give me the Orioles on the money line with Cole Irving on the mound. I, I just think they're the much better team right now. They have the much better lineup. And like Scott said, I do not trust Zach Davies at all. He didn't look good since coming back. And I think we're getting a much uh, favorable price, I would say, with the much better team. So I'm going to take the Orioles on the money line as my lock. As my dog, I did give out a few home puppies today, but... I do like the Brewers here. Uh, what are they at now? I got a plus 114. Are they still plus money? If you're I see 105 was what I saw. Okay. Yeah, small, so small dog. You can have it. Yeah, small dog. Uh, Philly's still not a good road team. They're a 500 road team. I think the Brewers get back on track. I think Freddie Prolto is a much better pitcher than Zach Wheeler. So give me the Brewers here at home. Scott? Uh, for my lock on this one, I think I'm just going to go back to the Rays and the Guardians game. I'm going to fade Quantrill. I'll take the Rays team total over. Uh, they've been in good form lately. I'm underselling it. The Rays have been really good recently. They've won eight of their last nine. They've consistently gone over five in most of those games, but still. Uh, Quantrill, I, I can't believe they brought him back. Uh, just simply put, he's been that bad this year. Uh, 6.45 ERA. His whip's massive. He just doesn't perform well. And Tampa's offense is solid, but it's also the fact that Quantrill has not pitched since July. So there's a long layoff. He's against one of the hottest teams in the league. It's a low total in general. I like the Rays team total over in this game as my lock. And for my dog, what do I want to go with here? 
I have a couple of options. I actually did like a lot of dogs on the card today. Um, you know what? I'm going to go to Old Reliable. Give me Verlander run line against the Yankees. I once again acknowledge that the Yankees won a series for once. Congratulations. It was against the Tigers, but they burned a lot of the bullpen in the game on Thursday. They are calling up a couple of other prospects. Dominguez and Wells are making their debuts in uh, baseball, which should be fun, but they're facing Verlander in their first appearance. Have fun. I see even money on Verlander run line. I'll take it. Yeah, that's the price I see too, Scott. Um, just remind, there's a couple of people uh, asking stuff in the chat. That our, our comments aren't working, boys, so we can't um, we can't actively reply to you. We're not ignoring you. Uh, 1777 memorabilia, saying hello to Scott and Thomas Madju in there as well. So, yeah, uh, we can't actually reply to you uh, is what's going on there. But thanks for joining. Uh, my luck, I had a couple that you boys have already thrown out, so I'm gonna, I'll pick with one. My luck's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line. Um, love glass now. Fade Quantrill, Glass now, and the Rays keep covering. Um, Quantrill and the Guardians keep um, blowing it by, what, seven, nine, three, and six in his last four starts. So Tampa Bay on the road line is even. Money is a luck. And for my dog, again, I had a few. I, I had Colorado. Um, I threw out Oakland. I had the White Sox. But I'm going to go with Texas. I think they can get back to it at home. Texas on the run line is plus 136. Um, so we get a good start from Scherzer. Um, Minnesota don't blow my skirt up even a little bit in Texas can, uh, can enjoy the home comforts again it can put a little bit of hurt on Minnesota so Texas on the run line is a price of plus 136 and we have done it um, Dylan what's happening the rest of the night anything you need to tell us before we let the people go uh, just some college football games to watch tonight and uh, yeah won't be back on till next week so uh, everyone good luck on all your plays uh, Scott, what's happening? Are you still knee-deep in tennis? Yeah, I'm sweating out a tennis match right now. I've actually been watching <laughs> it during the mind. entire show. So I've been keeping busy. Uh, it's definitely a very fun tournament. And uh, yeah, hopefully my bet's cash. Your Is Coco Goff good? Goff, uh, yeah, yeah, she's Goff. been in very good form lately. She's the I'd say it's either her or Pergula being the Americans' best chance of actually winning. I'm not sure either will, but Goff's in good, pretty good form. All right. Uh, you're much better at hiding that than Moonaf because I couldn't tell all night, Scott, that you were watching a game. If Moonaf, you can't get any sense out of Moonaf. He's always looking up like that. Well, I'm, pro- I'm professional, so I do my best. Oh, mate, yeah, you absolutely smashed that. Um, yeah, Premier League tomorrow night, around uh, about 21 hours from Forest, now. baby. Luton v West Ham. We've got Dylan and Trev chasing Nottingham Forest. Newcastle go to Brighton on Saturday tea time, which is on the telly. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to landing. It's a hard, hard uh, card this weekend. Um, Matthew was just pointing out that nobody laughed when we said Brandon Farr yesterday. You might be disappointed, Matthew. That's an absolute given uh, that people should be laughing at that stuff. Right. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, thank you, Scott. Thank you, everybody who joined us in the chat. Really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back, or someone will be back tomorrow night, probably me, I think, um, to have a look over the, the Saturday games. But good luck tonight. Good luck tomorrow. Um, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.